0: So in last week's video, part one about toxic relationship, I emphasized why we should never try to change the thinking and behavior of toxic people in our lives. Because we have to allow them on their own unique soul's path journey. Because we don't have the big picture of why we have toxic people in our lives or why they are on that toxic journey. The universe and God has that bigger picture. And so it's not our job to change others. It's only our job, as the Buddha said, to change our own individual minds. And as we change our own individual minds as an influence on others, a natural influence on others, that is when we change the world. So we allow toxic people to be on their soul's path. And so the other reason why we allow them to be and not try to change them is because often when we try to give good suggestions, advice that are constructive to toxic people and how they can improve themselves, usually they become defensive. Why? Because they're not ready for change. When you're not ready for change and somebody says something to you that is trying to be constructive on how you can improve yourself you see it more as an attack you don't see it as the person trying to help you you see it as an attack and so you become more and more defensive so these are two other reasons why in my last week's video I really emphasize why we should never try to change toxic people in our lives and so for this video part two I really want to provide practical tips of how to manage and handle toxic people in our lives because it is not easy, right? It is not easy when we have a close family member that is being really difficult. That is so, so hard to deal with and that's very stressful and very draining on our energy. So this video is dedicated to just practical tips on how to manage and handle toxic people especially the close family members that we can't just get rid of right it's a lot easier to get rid of a toxic friend than it is to get rid of a close family member right (laughs) and so that's what this video is going to focus on practical tips I also released along with this video a meditation to help in your journey of dealing with toxic people so make sure that you go to that meditation after this video and also watch the toxic relationship part 1 video because that video is the precursor to this video so if you watch that video first and then watch this video then you would have a much bigger picture of how to handle and manage toxic people in your life so make sure you go to the meditation as well as part one video on toxic relationships. So in the interest of helping each other individually and collectively, I wanna know from you, what tips and techniques have you used in your life to help you manage toxic relationships? Was it distancing and removing yourself from toxic people? Setting boundaries and conditions for interaction. Therapy counseling with toxic person, completely ignoring them, severing all ties, or something else. Write your answers and comments below. So the first important step when we encounter a toxic relationship, and I touched upon this in my first video, so make sure you go watch that video, is that we have to become more an observer of the toxic situation. We have to become more of an eyewitness observer of the situation, rather than become a participant of the situation. So what I'm saying is is that We have to pull our awareness back and just observe the situation like a third eyewitness observer. So if we have a toxic mother in our life and she's spewing out these negative things, we want to pull our awareness back as if we're like wearing some binoculars and just observe that situation and not react, not even have a response not even have a response. Why? Because if we just observe the situation, then we're not participating in the situation, right? It's the participating that creates a more toxic energy in the situation and makes the situation far worse. We don't want to participate. We don't want to be reactive. We want to be reflective. And that's why we pull our awareness back to just become present as a Third eyewitness observer to the situation. That's really important. And then what's gonna happen is we're going to start maybe having thoughts about the situation, right? Because as this the toxic person is spewing out all these demeaning things, all these negative things, we might have some negative thoughts. Like we might have thoughts of my mom is toxic or I hate my mom, you know. That's when we become a participant and that might be a natural first reaction is to have those thoughts even though we're trying to become an eyewitness observer, right? We may reactively have these negative thoughts even though we're trying to pull ourselves away to become an eyewitness observer. So that's when we start to have an observation also of our thoughts. We first have an observation of the toxic person, and then we pull our awareness back again to have an eyewitness observation of these negative thoughts that we're having about the situation. And as we start to have these negative thoughts, what we need to do is we need to have some transitional thought. This is what I call a transitional story that you tell to yourself so you don't get further uh, sucked up in that drama. There's a transitional story that you're going to create for yourself. Because oftentimes, I remember as a child, when my father was telling me that I was not good enough, that I was worthless, I felt shame and guilt. I felt guilty that I wasn't lovable. I felt shame that I wasn't good enough. I felt shame that I was worthless. That feeling of uh, not being loved by my father made me feel shame and guilt and so once we start to have these toxic emotions about ourselves we have to have a transitional story to help us deal with those feelings and thoughts of shame and guilt so when somebody is spewing something negative you could have a transitional sentence that says something like that shame does not belong to me I can let it go and return it back to you. That guilt does not belong to me. I can let it go and return it back to you. Right. So what you're doing is, you're saying that it's not on me, it's on you. It's on you. And you don't have to say it out loud to the person. You don't want to do that because that person will probably just be defensive at that point. You want to Step away and say it to yourself privately. That guilt belongs to you. I can let it go and return it to you. That shame belongs to you. I can let it go and return it to you. So it's really important to have that transitional story in your head. And then what you could visualize is a baggage, like a suitcase full of guilt, and that you're returning it back to that person. So visualize like a suitcase full of guilt or shame or whatever that energy is that's negative, And just visualize returning it back to that person. And just by doing that, you're not taking on that toxic energy. So that's step one. Step one is to have a transitional story in your head that you could tell yourself, when somebody is spewing toxic things to you. So the second step that's really important in any toxic relationship is to set boundaries and conditions. Setting boundaries and conditions around this relationship so that the toxic relationship doesn't get more worse because the toxic people could take more advantage of you. So maybe you have a toxic relationship with your parent or your siblings and they want to borrow money from you. They're always trying to get things from you. Well, you could set boundaries around that. You could say, look, I'm willing to give you this amount of money, but don't ever ask me again in the future. You're getting this money once now for this issue that you have. So you're setting certain boundaries and conditions so that they don't keep coming after you because they think they could take advantage of you, you know, um, I have a friend who also set boundaries and conditions with his mother, because his relationship with his mother isn't so great, and what he was discovering is that whenever he talked to his mother, she was saying negative things about his sister, negative things about his sister, and so he set the boundary that if you want to ever talk to me and have a conversation,s you cannot talk negative about my sister. He set that boundary, which was really smart. And what he discovered by setting that boundary, his relationship with his mother was healthier. His relationship with his mother was healthier. So important to set reasonable boundaries. I mean, you don't want to set something uh, boundaries that are so unreasonable, right? You want to make sure that the boundaries are fair, right, for you and the other person. So setting boundaries is practical tip number two. That is really, really important in order to have a better relationship or manageable relationship with toxic relationships in your lives. So practical tip number three is something that I devised out of an experience that I had. I remember I was in a store one time and I dropped something and it fell on the foot of another customer and the customer was spewing all these really negative things to me like really angry just spewing a lot of toxic energy on me and you know basically she was blaming me for you know why her life was so bad and I thought the reaction was really just over the top. But I knew that if I, you know, try to call her out on her or even try to calm her energy that she would get even worse. So, you know, she's just spewing this toxic energy on me. And I'm thinking, why is this person being so angry, you know? I mean, it's only an accident. It just dropped something, right? And what I realized is that the person was really suffering on the inside that, that incident was just a trigger for her anger that she was holding on to anger probably for many, many years, and that situation was a trigger for her to just release that uh, anger energy onto me. And so I had this idea, like I said before, I thought, oh my God, if I start to try to calm her down or tell her she overreacted, she's going to become very defensive and she's going to become more angry so what i decided to do was a little trick that i decided to place a picture of a saint like visualize a picture of a saint on her face like i would just withdraw my attention my focus and awareness as a third party observer and just visualize her face like the buddha Just like the Buddha or you could pick your favorite saint, like maybe Mother Teresa or Jesus or whoever your favorite saint is, place a picture of them. But the first thing is to really pull back your awareness, don't react, be reflective. Just just observe and place a visual picture of a saint on that person's face, really. And what I started to notice when I was doing that is because I started to have compassion for this lady. I started to have a human connection on a soul level that this person was suffering. And therefore, I started to have more compassion and understanding for her suffering and pain. And when you start to have that compassion, you know, you could start to have love, you know? You can actually start to have love And so that's what I did and it worked because I wasn't being reactive, I was just being reflective by placing a picture of the Buddha on her face and starting to have the understanding and compassion that she is in tremendous suffering and pain. That's why she's spewing all that toxic energy onto me. And so This trick really takes a lot of practice. Well, all the tips that I give you take practice. You know, practice makes perfect. It doesn't happen necessarily on the first try that it's effective, right? So it takes practice. So I've been practicing that. So next time somebody spews something toxic on you, just visualize your favorite saint on their face. Don't react. Visualize. Just stay present with what they're saying. Don't react. And you will start to feel more compassion and love for the suffering of your fellow human being. And so I understand that it's difficult to implement those tips that I gave. When somebody's spewing toxic things to you in that situation, you become more reactive. That's a natural inclination than to be reflective. So that's why I always say it takes practice. It takes practice. There's not a solution for overnight. But it's practice is what makes perfect. That's why in meditation we say it's a practice. We don't say it's an overnight fix. So you have to practice. But, you know, I was thinking about how about for situations where people are really living with toxic people. Such as, you know, maybe you're married to a toxic person. It's hard to get away from that, right? Because you're married. You're living under the same roof. Or maybe you were raised by a toxic person like my father. He was very toxic. And he was my father. You know, we were raised by toxic people. How do you manage when when they're right there in front of you all the time? You know, all the time. So again, using those tips are important. And practicing those tips are really important. But I think when you're in a severe situation, a very extreme situation... When you're in a toxic relationship, you have to distance yourself. You have to distance yourself. So, let's say you're in a toxic marriage, you have to get out of the marriage. You have to find support in other organizations that take people in. You know, like there are, you know, groups and nonprofit organizations that take people in when they're in abusive relationships. Because when it's that severe, you know, trying to practice, you know, mindfulness is not going to work because it is so toxic. So that's when you really have to find an alternative solution to separate yourself from that person. That's step number one, because the situation is very severe. And there's no way. I think it's going to be a lot harder to meditate or be mindful or to put, A face of the Buddha onto somebody that's severely abusing you. So the first thing is to find the right resources to help you separate physically out of that situation. So maybe go to your church, look up communities and organizations that take people in. They give you housing, food, shelter, clothing for people who are in very abusive relationships. So the first thing is to really, really distance yourself, separate yourself physically when you're in a severe, toxic relationship. So that's step number one. Now, step number two is to start to place yourself in their shoes. Because once you separated yourself, you can have more peace, more focus, more clarity about that other person, right? You can't have any type of clarity, peace, Or any type of understanding when you're in such a severe toxic relationship, because it is the negative is so uh, the energy is so heavy with negativity that it's hard to start to even have any perspective. So once you remove yourself physically, then you could start to have some perspective of where that person's coming from. And so when I moved out of my parents' home, I was able to be more reflective about my father's situation because my father was abused by his own parents. So he was just perpetuating a vicious cycle. So I started to understand that my father had just as much suffering and pain as I did when I was growing up. He had just as much suffering and pain, which he never got to release because his generation, there was no psychotherapy. You know, you pushed everything under the rug. So I started to understand very clearly that he was in as just much suffering and pain as I was when I was growing up. And that suffering and pain was why he abused his own family because he had to release that pain energy out onto something, right? So he did it to his family. That's what that is. It's a release. When somebody's spewing negative thing to you, it's like they're releasing. And so With that understanding, I started to have real compassion for my father and I started to really be able to put myself in his position and understand what he was going through, that he was in as much suffering and pain as I was. And with that understanding and compassion, I was able to forgive myself, like forgive all of the shame and guilt that I had for myself. And I was then able to forgive my father. I was able to then forgive my father. And that was a very profound moment when I was able to forgive myself and therefore forgive my father. And that forgiveness is so, so important and the foundation for our healing, especially forgiving ourselves. That is so, so important because, you know, when we have this energy of hate and anger and it festers, that's when it turns into real bad consequences in our life. Whether we start having health issues, we start doing drugs, alcohol, overeating. These are all symptoms of holding on to and festering all of these negative emotions in our lives. We don't want to hold on to that. We want to be able to release. And forgiveness is a wonderful way to re- release. So one of the important things is after you're able to remove yourself and have that understanding, then you can have that distant compassion for that person. That's what I call a distant compassion. You don't have to put yourself in that toxic environment anymore. You remove yourself and then you can have more peace and clarity, understanding, compassion, and then forgiveness for yourself and the other person. So I say the last tip is really try to put yourself in the other person's shoes and see where they're coming from. What was their childhood like, you know, that created such toxic um, energy towards other people. So that's what you want to do is really put yourself in the other person's shoes and position. So these are some of the practical tips and techniques that I really would like you to try to practice in your life when dealing with toxic relationships and let me know how it goes. If you have a tip that you could suggest please write them in the comments below because your feedback, comments and experiences and suggestions really help me and my community at large. And if you like this video please make sure to share it and subscribe to my channel. And I encourage you to join our Facebook community if you want a deeper healing of your mind, body, and soul. In the community, we have been doing live group healing meditation sessions. We have also had live discussions on such important topics as loneliness, grief, uh, toxic relationships. And we've also been providing one-on-one private individual sessions if you want a more private setting, so you can get all of those benefits in our Facebook community, and this is a place where we are all sharing spiritual and holistic living tips to heal our mind, body, and soul. So go to the link below, which is facebook.com/groups/yin yang living. Again, facebook.com/groups/yin yang living, and ask to join. And if you want to visit all of my spiritual and holistic living tips. Just go to my website at yinyangliving.com. Thank you. Om um shanti.